our lives okay because we are here and at least we are alive so we thank god for each one of you and we thank god for protecting your family and we still protect your family and whatever is going on we are praying that it will not come near your dwelling but god himself will protect you so thank you so much for joining me this is a time that we need a lot of encouragement and we need a lot of ways that are lives because there's a lot of negative things going on i know what is going on i'm not pretending that i don't know what is going on i know what is going on and i know it's putting a lot of uncertainty and fear in all of us but in all the bible says that god will be with us always so even in this time he is still with us and he is still god all right so thank you so much share the video with somebody tag your friends to come in and send it to your families because this is the time that you want them to hear what God is saying. But once again, thank you so much for joining me, Woman of Influence here. We are going to uh, talk about part two of the fear. Last week, we spoke about fear and how can we behave around this time. So this morning, we're going to go into it. And also, we're going to touch on it. Is God using this to say something to all of us? Is God using this to prepare us? Is this situation being uh, a wake-up call to all of us because some of us we thought we have everything together and uh, we thought with the science and the, the technology and everything we were on top of things personally i think this thing is telling us that hey we are not there yet no matter what and god is still god okay so we are going to touch on all those things but i think that it will help you so please share the video with somebody touch somebody to come in and God will bless you. So I have my husband joining me uh, uh, today again. Thank you so much, Bishop. Thank you. Uh, I think Bishop didn't need any introduction, okay, uh, at this show because he's always here. But I have another man of God. Uh, uh, he is actually a family therapist. He is a counselor, and he does a lot of things, helping families and building families up. He's going to be coming to the show very often. <laughs> I'm trying to catch him to be very often to help us to uh, look at some things when it comes to the family and how we can build ourselves up. So Pastor Kwame is here today to really help us to do that. But before we start the, sh we start the show, I would love him to say what he really does for the family. He's a man of God. He's a preacher, but he does a lot too. You know, so that at least we understand if anybody is watching and you need his services, I, I, I tell you, I will recommend him to you because he's a God-fearing man and your life will never be the same again. So, Pastor, before we even start the show, I want you to really take your time and let the audience know who you are, what you do, the services you offer to the community. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me today. Are we, are we on? Yeah, the mic. Okay. Okay, again, thank you so very much for uh, having me today. Okay. Um, you have been a good job, you right here. Women of what? Women of what? Influence. Influence. Yeah. And I thank God for your, your husband, Bishop uh, Krebi. He's a yeah. powerful husband. He's a great man thank of God. You. And uh, he loves his wife a lot. Oh, <laughs> and, thank you. Uh, I can see that from his face. Whenever I come and see him, <laughs> I can see the, the expressions of his face that he's just in tune with his wife. 
uh, the way he looks at you, at you and all that. I say, Bishop, wow. thank you so very much, brother. Amen. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so my name is Kwame Frenpon, mm. Pastor Kwame Frenpon. I've been in the ministry for 27 years. Wow. And along the way, I felt like going to school and study more about mental health. Because part of what we deal with as people, whether you're a Christian or not, we all struggle in the area of our minds. Mm. And we may not always know how to uh, police, what I call policing your mind, how to pull your mind over and to manage your mind. So mentor, I'm a mental health clinician. I am also a marriage and a family therapist. I, I, I do a lot of therapy for marriage people and families and the issues we deal with, particularly in the area of marriage. Uh, there's a lot of divorce, a lot of misunderstanding and confusion going on. And how do we even live as a husband and a wife in the area of communication and intimacy and sex and mental health and all the issues and finances that we deal with? Sometimes it's very hard. And for us as African people, if you are an African, and we are very spiritual people. And oftentimes we, 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 we don't balance spirituality and common sense or wisdom of God. And so we everything is spiritual. Everything when we say everything is spiritual, then we are powerful. It's almost like that. Mm. The, the issue is that there are a lot of things that we need knowledge and wisdom. Okay. How to manage our minds. Particularly in this moment that we are dealing with coronavirus, how, how, how do you even manage your own, own, own emotions? Mm. How do we manage fear? How do we manage anxiety? How do you overcome stress? Uh, how does that make you live a meaningful Christian life in a moment like this? Wow. So that's what we do here uh, in, in, in Georgia, Atlanta. And um, if you need any help, uh, you can call us. And we can help you navigate through all that. The other day I was telling my wife, sometimes we run out of our minds. Mm. It's like we, we just get stuck. Okay. Don't know what to do because you just you just run out. Mm. It's not like it's like you don't know what to do anymore. And somebody see, I was asking someone. I said, why should Jesus meet Elijah and Moses in Matthew 17? What for? He is God. Mm. Elijah stands for the prophet, and Moses stands for the law, and Jesus for the grace. But why did he meet them for? But the Bible says they talk concerning mm. his death. Maybe they encourage him, maybe they comfort him. Maybe, I, I don't know, the Bible doesn't give us yeah. detailed information. But he met the fathers. Mm. You and I every now and need someone to talk to. We need to come alongside you all and help you navigate through whatever you're dealing with. I encourage you, stay tuned. This platform is going to help you to manage your emotions. Thank you so very much. Yes, so um, thank you so, so much for joining us. Uh, before we finish the show, we are going to put his information. So if you need him, as he, uh, he said, um, he cancelled family. So if you are having an issue with your family concerning anything, marriage, how to deal with your teenagers, and all those stuff, you know, if your children are acting up and they need somebody to talk to one-on-one, -on -one, you know, sometimes it's very hard for them to talk to you. You know, he can come in and help, you know, do all those things. And uh, I mean, he's a very good and a God-fearing man of God. So I think that it will help you if any of us need his services. 
um, we'll put his number there uh, before we finish the show so uh, you can just call him if you need his service all right thank you so so much uh, for uh, uh, joining me I will open the show um, with Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 it says that fear not for I am with you be not be dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you I will help you and I will hold you up with my victorious right hand okay so here I I, I break it down for us to know that around this time and all that is happening and all that we are hearing the bible says that god is with you and god he says that be not dismayed i am your god so the issue is is god your god because mm -hmm. if god is your god then you don't have to fear because god is saying that fear not because I am your God. Yes. He said that I will strengthen you. Yes. I know the news out there. I know what we are seeing. And every day they're telling people are dying, people are dying. It's, it's weakening to our spirit and our soul. But God says that he will strengthen you. He says that I will help you. I don't know. Some of us, we are thinking, how can we pay our mortgage at the end of the month? Yeah. Where is grocery coming from? You are home. You are not working. Your children fight. They are all around. Where is help coming from? God says that he will help you. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I have served this God for a while. And I know that he is a miracle working God. When there is no way. No, I run this time when there is no way. That's why he become such a wonderful God. He said he will help you. Don't ask me why, because I don't know, but I know he will help you. Yes. He said he will help you. He said, I will hold you. Mm. So if you are failing, if you, you feel like the, the, the floor is moving, and it's, I mean, you are falling, whether out of faith, mm -hmm. your strength, he said he will hold you. Amen. God said he will hold you. And he says that with my victorious right hand, his powerful hand, the right hand stands for authority and power. This virus is not powerful than our God. Amen. It's not, I don't even want to mention his name because you know it has a name. I would prefer to mention the name of Jesus every day than to mention that virus name. So stop mentioning the name of that virus and mention the name of Jesus because there is power in the name of Jesus. There is victory in the name of Jesus. Amen. So man of God, as I just read the Bible right, right. now right. and what the Bible is saying, right. but fear comes natural, it's our natural response yes. to a danger. Yes. And especially when we feel like we are losing control. Right. It brings fear. That's true. So although the Bible is assuring us all this, yes. Pastor Kwame, now what can we do? <laughs> that is a very good question. What do we do yes. in the midst of this whole chaos? Yes. One of the things I wrote down this morning is mm. that be well informed. Ah. Be well informed. Okay. Okay. Why? Because if you're not well informed, you blow your fear out of proportion. Mm. There is a level of fear that all of us are dealing with. Okay. It's a level of fear that we deal with. But our, we, we also respond to the fear individually. 
Okay. We don't respond to fear the same way. I was looking at when Peter was in prison and when, I'm sorry, when, when God delivered him and Peter comes to where they were praying. Rhoda had her response to the information that Peter was giving to her was different from the response of the information that she was giving to the people who were praying. Okay. So they said he is Peter's ghost. Mm. But Rhoda said, it's actually Peter. Peter. Okay. Now, it's the same information, but, but people are responding to information differently. I mean, the same thing happened to Jesus. He's on the sea. Mm. People are afraid. They were sick. Peter said, if you are Jesus, tell me to come to you. They were all responding to the same situation, but differently. Okay. And when you look at the way people respond to the information, how you respond to it will determine how much fear will be created on the inside of you. Oh, okay. So, in that moment, accurate information is critical. Yes. You need to have good information because on the social media, on TV, we have all kinds of information mm. like we, we touched on last week. But, like, Jacob is coming to meet Esau. Mm -hmm. Jacob is hearing that Esau is coming to 450 people mm. to attack him. Okay. That was what I call man made spiritual warfare. Yeah. Okay. That was not necessary. That was never the, the case. Okay. His fear, his in agony, his his all that was not true. Mm. And sometimes people can imagine fear. Okay. The Bible says Elijah, when he heard Jezebel saying, Tomorrow by this time, I'll kill you. The Bible says when he saw that, what did he see? He imagined that he's dead. Mm. You can imagine your life has come to an end because of information. Okay. So, what I'm telling people is that you need to balance the information you are hearing. Mm. And you need to make sure that you don't blow your fear out of proportion. Wow. Bishop, so, I know that, as a pastor says, that we have to be well informed. And we get information from, I mean, the news. And we get information from CNN, NBC, and that's where we are getting information. And we are getting information, uh, I, 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 I put on my social media, please don't tag me any news of that virus. Tag me about the word of God. If you don't have any word of God, don't tag me. You know, but that's where we are getting our information. So now, how can we, uh, how are we going to work the information we are seeing and hearing with what the word of God is also telling us. I, I, and I thank you for the opportunity and I, I hope everybody who is listening will share this video so we can get more people to get educated and enlightened from a, a biblical perspective. Mm. Mm. It's important that you do understand that as a child of God or anybody who is listening, any news you hear out there, they are doing their job. They're telling you what they are supposed to report. And sometimes this news media don't want to sound uh, inaccurate. So they try to tell you the worst scenario. And if it doesn't match up to that, at least they safeguard their institution. Mm -hmm. They don't want to tell you, oh, it's getting better, and then it gets worse. So they will let you think that it's going to, the whole world is falling apart. Mm -hmm. 
And then if it doesn't call us back over, this is just what we thought. Okay. You know? And this is what is scaring people. Because mm. yesterday, to hear that the two top most experts who are advising the, the president are projecting that at least, at least 100,000 people will die in America through this virus. That's and scary. if you hear that, mm. and you start coughing, and you are feeling some of these things, mm-hmm. you begin to imagine that, am I going to be one of those 100,000? And I say, God forbid. Yeah. So, as a child of God, who is being saved and redeemed by the blood of Jesus, if I am reading the word of God, and I hear such a news, how do I handle it? I will take what the news is saying and compare what God is saying to me and then I decide not to believe the reports of the news or the projections and the forecast of these experts. Mm. I'm going to take God's word over this. The prophet Isaiah said, whose report have you believed? Yeah. I'm going to choose to believe God's report because this news out there, that's what last week I said to us. And in my daily prayer broadcast, I keep telling us, listen, let's tune out of the news for now. It's not necessary. I would prefer you watching Netflix and calming yourself down than to be listening to this news and your pressure is going up. You're becoming apprehensive because many people are in a panic mood. You are in a panic mood because of all the news of negativity that you are feeding. Remember, faith comes by what you hear. Doubt and fear also comes by what you hear. So if you keep hearing this, and they keep telling you that 100,000 people are going to die, mm. 200,000, probably 200,000, we don't know. And then that's what even annoys me. Yeah. Oh, we think it's 100,000 or, or 200,000. Uh, we don't know. Oh. So what should I think of? What should I believe? Listen, you don't need to Dwell on that. Mm. Dwell in the scripture that our mom just read for us. That God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Alright? Dwell on the, in the secret place. The Bible said, a thousand will fall on the left and ten thousand will be done around you according to the new living translation. But he said, it will not come near you. So let ten thousand die. Let hundred thousand die. Let two hundred thousand. We don't pray it is so. But it will not come near so, sweetie, to answer that question directly, we must come to the place where we are simply through the news with the word of God. Last week I used the word, use the strainer. Mm. Use the word of God as the strainer. When it comes, see this. Yeah. Take the right information to guide you. I listen to the news to inform me how to pray. Mm. How to pray. Because when I hear the projections they are making, I am praying to counteract it. Because words are powerful. Words are creative. There are demonic forces that are also waiting to hear what the experts standing with the seat of authority in the government. That when once the government sanctions it, it becomes you know, an empowerment for demons to capitalize on it and say, okay, they have given us 100,000. Let's go after 100,000. It will not happen. It will not happen. <laughs> It will not happen. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Please continue to share the video with somebody. Tag your friends to come in. Tag your families to come in. Please, if you have any questions, uh, it's welcome. Ask your questions and we will uh, take it. Okay. Uh, Pastor Kwame, I will come to you again. So, uh, I wrote here that 
you know, we fear when things are beyond our control. Yes. So now people are entertaining fear because they have stock and stock is going. Yeah. They have investment, investment is going. You know, they don't know when this thing is ending. I mean, the president was saying that um, before Easter, now is the end, you know, of the month. So we don't know what tomorrow holds for us. But I, I know that God says that he knows the future he has for us. So although we don't know, we have a God who knows. Okay? But listening to all those things and we feeling that we are losing control. Yeah. How can we gain control around this time? And that is part of what we can do to gain control is watching a show like this. Okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> As you were talking, yeah. it just boom, dropped in my spirit. Jesus was on his way to go heal somebody. Okay. I think it's Jairus. Yeah. And he heard that, Jairus heard that, don't bother the master mm. for your child is dead. Right. Okay. What did Jesus say? He sent, the Bible says, immediately, Jesus says, fear mm. not. Ooh. <laughs> immediately. Why? Because he has to sow that seed to counteract whatever is happening. So fear not is the first information that Jesus had to give mm. to, to, to destroy the seed of death that is coming to Jairus, I believe. So the first thing that we all need to do is to uh, keep on doing what we are doing. And the people have to um, intentionally balance what you are hearing with the good news. That's an, an intentional, the intentional mm -hmm. in, in hearing, reading your Bible. Stick with God. Get some scriptures in your spirit so that you balance what is reality in this time mm -hmm. and what happens on the inside of you. Because there are two kinds of world. There's the world outside of us, yeah. and there's the world inside of us. Wow. What happens on the outside must not happen on the inside. I think what happens on my inside must be based on the word of God. My foundation must be solid upon the word of God. Jesus said in John 16, he says, In this world, mm. you have tribulation and trials. He didn't yeah. say, if you're a Christian, you're going to be tax exempt. There's no tax exempt for, for us Christians. We are going to suffer together. Okay. But he said, but. But. Big one. Fear not. Fear not. For ah. I have overcome the world. Wow. So we don't deny reality. Mm. But we take the word of God as our solid foundation. Yes. And that reduces the power of fear. Wow. Okay. I have a question here. Um, Mark says that please should pastors rather be donating to government instead of helping the needy in his church okay i will let the man of god answer it but i want to say this because i was telling my husband okay it seems like some people are just sitting there and using social media and i have set tracks for pastors around this time to fall this question that you are asking do you know how many pastors are doing what they have to do with their members? Do we have to come and stand outside and use the mic and tell the whole world what we are doing for our members around this time? It's it's unnecessary question. And and let me let look at what uh, uh, Pastor uh, Paul Mitchell is doing in Nigeria. Have donated uh, more than five million dollars to deal with the disease. 
he and their wife are medical doctors. They have shut the doors down and they are going from village to village as their own doctors mm. with their own medicine, going and helping people. That one the media will not talk about. That mm. one you won't ask mm. me. Bishop Oyadepo is doing it. In Ghana, I, I know um, uh, Bishop uh, Eastwood has supplied water to all of uh, Boligatanga wow. for them to clean their hands. People are donating food. Me, myself, sitting here, I'm working to donate food to the village I feel. And the offerings I take care of. That one, nobody will say. We are talking about where is pastors using their platform now, teaching their people and telling them to give offering. This is not the time to talk about your pastor. This is the time to pray for your pastor. Amen. You don't know what we are doing for the needy. We don't need a government. We, what the government do for the people, let them do for the people. What we do for our people, we do for our people. Okay? So, those of you who are using social media, blessing pastors, please, stop that. I don't think it's good. And I will use my platform to say that you don't know what a pastor is doing. Okay? You don't know. Mm, that's good. You don't know. I've been going around... Telling my church members, doing grocery for them. Mm. Did I have to come and sit here and say that I went to Walmart and do grocery for this? I want to hear and do... No! We don't do that. We don't do that. Because that is part of what we do every day. It's not just because of this thing is coming. That's why I have to do grocery for a church member who don't have food. Okay? So we do a lot of things that we don't have to come and sit here and say. Because our Bible doesn't tell us that. But those of you who want to pick on pastors around this time, stop! It's not good. Okay, man I, of God. I think the question that Mark was asking, it's a good one. Uh, his question is, should pastors donate to the government or, or rather than helping their members? I think um, to answer this one, as for me, my priority will be my immediate flock that I'm assigned to. If anybody in the congregation is having a challenge and there's any way the church can be of assistance, I will assist them first. And then afterwards, if there is still an ability that we can be able to assist the government, you know, initiative or whatever they are doing to alleviate people's challenge, and we can do that, that's fine. And I'm sure maybe he's asking the same um, from Ghana or something like that. Because yes. I, I, I realize Ghana government is asking okay. our people to donate to, to, uh, no, to a, a committee that they have put in a fund okay. so they oh, can help okay. people. And they have appointed the former chief justice okay. to do that. I don't know if that is the angle he's coming back. Mm -hmm. you know, but what Pastor Victoria is responding to is the people who have also decided around this time to be bashing at pastors, um, asking why pastors should still be asking for offering and doing all of that. There's a lot of things that they are doing. And I've even asked Pastor Victoria that on behalf of um, Hands of Grace are doing a work right now. Barrels and shipment of food items and clothing that is on ground right now. I even asked them if they should take pictures because sometimes we need to hash the mouth of these naysayers who are always looking for opportunity to always attack pastors and attack churches, you know, and the body of Christ. And 
what actually shocks me is that people who are supposed or claim quote unquote mm-hmm. to be pastors and Christians are the one behind this who do this. It's not even the ungodly. Because sometimes the ungodly rather admire what pastors are yeah. doing and help. I want to comment on what Please go ahead. So, yeah. um, the Bible is uh, we, we need to be balanced with the scriptures. We don't take one. That's it. The same place Jesus said, don't let your left hand see what your right hand does, or your, 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 your right hand see what your left hand side. Jesus, the same chapter says, yeah. let your good works be seen. He says, let people see your good works, yeah. that they will glorify your Father, yeah. which is where? Yeah. And the same person who said, don't let somebody see you, also said, let people see what you are doing. And I think that it is the motive. The motive. But yeah. for us as pastors of church, we don't have to call out names. But my personal belief, based on what I just read, is yeah. that it's not wrong for us as a church to let people know that we do good. Yeah. They, our, 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 our family. Because, because if, they, if they don't know, they don't know. Mm. People, if they, they, they base their information on what they know. And we cannot just always say that we don't want our left to see, to not to see what our right is doing. When the master also says that, let your good works be seen by people and they will glorify. If they, if they don't know it, they cannot glorify God. My next uh, comment is that uh, in Galatians, it says that do good, it says especially the household of faith. I mean, and the first priority. So for us as, a, as pastors or Christians, I think doing good beginning from our local church, we are responsible. Yeah. The, the angel of the church of Caris, of this church of grace, we cannot do good for people when people are also in our local church who are also suffering. Yeah. So it's both, but we, ha- we also have to maintain a great priority. That's right. Our yeah. house first. And, and I always tell people, sometimes we get a lot of phone calls, and then they ask us, so do you assist? I said, listen, our priority right now is for in-house people. Yeah. And I think this is also that will encourage people to know you need to belong to a household of faith. You need to have a church, a home church. You have to have a pastor over you. This is when it counts. Yeah, which is very, very, very important because now at the end of the day, we have to take care of what God, where we are shepherd for. Then when we finish, we take it outside. So if you don't have any pastor, if you don't have any church, I mean, this is the time that the church is calling each other. We are fellowshipping, we are testing and everything. So I can just imagine if you, you, are, you, are, you don't belong to any group. In a tone house. You'll be so, lonely. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's why fear is, you know, killing us. Yes. Please, if you have any question, um, it's welcome. Uh let it uh come and we will take care of it. So my my next uh, question that I want to ask uh Pastor and Bishop is God I've heard a lot of things, <laughs> you know, on social media. And I have prophecies and everything and that's why I, I, I told people yesterday uh Jenny was saying that she has sent me a video on on uh messenger I'm like please I'm not listening to any video since last week I decide I'm not listening to any video I don't care where it's coming from because I don't want to hear anything I want to to be sound yes. with what I have Okay, around this season, not what somebody is prophesying, what this is this and all those 
you know, it's, it's too much. So I don't want to hear. But, you know, a lot of things are coming. And people say that, and God is using this, you know, to do this. God is using this. And we, because we are worshiping sports, now God says sports shut down because we are doing this. I know all those aspects, okay? Is God using this situation to tell us something? For me, I think it's a wake-up call for all of us to really know that Jesus is still Lord. Okay, but where is the position of God in all this situation? Well, um, nobody is God's personal um, administrator. Okay. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. We have to be on the CNN for them to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. You are not God's personal assistant. Yeah. Neither are you part of the Trinity. There are only three, and the positions are filled. Okay. Not none of us is part of part of God's Trinity. Mm -hmm. And I know that some people say, "Well, Amos said that God doesn't do anything without showing to the prophets." Yeah. Well, Jesus, Jesus said, "There are so many things that it's not for us to know." Okay. So there are so many things that we will never know because if you know everything God knows. He's not God. He's not God anymore. Then you become God. You become God. In your house. So, so we have to understand. I think people are not comfortable for the unknown. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because we are in America. I mean, in, if you are in America, we are in America where you have to know your vision, you have to know your plans 20 years from now, 30 years from now, know the vision, know the purpose, and I understand all that. But let me tell you, you can never know anything, everything. Yeah. Because there are so many things you will never know. So all this that we are, we are saying is what we think God may be saying to the church. Having said that, I want to say this, that we can learn from it. That's yes. Right. Okay. So what are we learning? For me personally, I'm telling myself, Bishop, pastors, we need to revisit our sermons. Yeah. Mm. And really, average Christian does not understand the signs of the end times. Yeah. Wow. Now, whether this is a sign or not, it doesn't matter. But when I was in Ghana, when I was growing up in Afrinamese church, church in the Sunday of God, always, you know, we understood some basic things about the coming of the Lord. Yeah. If this thing is so important, and Jesus spoke, spent so many time talking about it, I don't even hear pastors touching on this anymore. Anymore, yeah. 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 That's one of the things I'm telling myself. Mm. The other thing I'm telling myself is that anything and everything in this world is subject to change. Yeah. Ah. I don't care how many millions you have. A little thing God does or allow it to happen because there are two things. Either God will cause something to happen or he will allow something to happen. Mm. Whether he's causing to happen or allowing to happen, we have to understand that we cannot depend on anything. Everything will pass away but my word. Mm. Finally, I'm learning that the word of God is true. Yeah. <laughs> that the word of God is true. Yeah. Jesus said, before I come, so many things will happen. That will shake the world. Okay. Whether you believe it, you don't even have to believe it to be true. You don't have to believe it. So what I'm telling myself is that this may not be a sign of a coming of the Lord Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, but it is a beginning. Wow. Because although we have had a lot of different viruses, that has killed many people, Bishop, in the world. And you know a lot of, of, of that. Mm. I don't recall anything 
that are shaking the world like this moment. The whole world. Mm-hmm. Bishop. I, I, yeah. I, the, here is the truth. Um, like I said, and I keep saying, there is a permissive will of God, and there is a perfect will of God. I and again, I'm going to use the word I used the last time. I am not a specialist in the doctrine of the end time. However, the book of Matthew 24 makes us to understand that in the end time, all signs showing that the end is coming is what we are seeing. Yes. We've seen the rumors of war, mm. the earthquakes, the natural um, uh, disasters, including this pandemic that is happening. Mm. Now, God uses this just as the enemy is using this to prosecute his wicked agenda, killing people, instilling fear in people, and doing all of that, God is also using this to awaken the world mm. that we can't live without Him. Mm. We can't live without Him. True. On Sundays, years ago, when soccer was not as powerful as it is today, on Sunday morning in the 18th century, early 19th century, mid even up to the 60s or even 80s. And on Sundays, our churches and our cathedrals were packed with people. Mm. Young men and young women were in our choir using their voices to praise God. Today, same young, young men and young women fill our stadiums with beers in their hands, mm. chanting for a soccer team or a football team, or a basketball team, or a baseball team. Today, the average teenager, younger, are on YouTube, social media, following their idols, quote mm. unquote, who are a singer and all of that. God is using this moment of lockdown, shutdown, whatever you want to call it. Everybody is reflecting on your life. And I like what you just yeah. said. I'm also reflecting on my life. Mm. I'm reflecting on my teaching, my, my sermon. You know, because just even this morning, after I finished my devotion, and I was sitting and meditating, I said, those who have their lost regards, mm. now yeah. you can try to go nowhere. Because you wear your Gucci, you wear your brand name, and you sit in these expensive cars, and you go to occasions where there are people lined up to share you on so you confront your wealth. Yeah. It is all shut down. So then, vanity upon vanity, the preacher says, you are sitting in your house, it may be a big mansion, but the, the government is telling you, you can't have more than 10 people. So you can't have that party. You can bring your billionaire friends to come and sit down and, and eat steak and all of that. So you ask yourself, at the end of the day, and I like what you said, the last one, that the word of God is true. Oh, yes. We are all going to die one day, and you won't go with these things. So whilst we have this thing and we are here, and we are talking about sharing, why don't you use what you have, spread it, and help others. Support the work of God. Let's win more souls. Because at the end of the day, if we are, because if the truth is, if we are teaching about the end time 
meditation about this world not being our home, yes. that we are only pilgrims. One day we shall all leave this thing and go. Then all of us, our agenda and our focus will be to preach and win more souls because if we get to heaven, then we are in heaven. And that's what we need to do in this center. So again, to answer and emphasize on that, yeah. both the devil and God is using this. <laughs> However you want to look at it, the devil is using that to kill people. The devil is using that to instill fear in people. The devil is using that. And God is also using this. I'm telling you, um, one of our brothers was just telling me that a gentleman has been invited to come to church for a long time. Mm. Won't come to church. Mm-hmm. But since we've been doing the online stream, he said he's been sending the, the link to him and he's been watching. And he said this person, he was with him. Yeah. So he saw that mm. a person who previously mm. would not want to, I don't, I'm not into church, I don't want to listen to church. He started listening to the message. Yeah. So if this pandemic is going to cause just one soul, to be saved, it's worth it. It's worth it. But then I saw it on social media this morning that uh, Bishop TDJs was on, I think, MB, mm-hmm. MBCD or yes. whatever, that channel. And on live, the host of the show asked Bishop to pray live. To pray live? This, is, this have never happened never in happened. America TV. Okay? Mm-hmm. That they, 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 they don't want. Mm-hmm. They, we, we are shutting... Our, uh, the gospel at the schools, they can't, the children cannot have it, uh, you can't have fellowship. Mm-hmm. Every, everything church is kind of anti. People are fighting it. Yes. People have issues, yes. you know, yes. uh, at, at the school, that why should the, uh, the school have fellowship? Because it's against yes. their rights. You know, everything Christ, people are fighting it. Yes. But now, yeah. everything Christ, it's, it's opening. You know, I'm seeing on social media nurses and doctors praying. on their knees at the hospital yeah, yeah. praying. This is showing us that there is a God. And that's what you just said the other day about uh, is that um, Italy? Yes. yes. The, 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 the private minister says, you know, we, we have come to the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our hope, he says, is in the sky. Mm. Yeah. People are now trying to see calling God. Now, it reminds me of Pharaoh. Okay. There was nothing that Moses did uh, that caused him to change his life mm. about God. In fact, at the first time he says, who is that, is God? that God? Who will deliver you from my hands? That, that is his my agenda. Yes. But toward the end, mm. when his son began to, when his son died, right. and people were dying, mm. the Bible says he went to Moses. He said, get up! Get all your children, your wife, <laughs> yeah. 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 and God, because he began to be scared. Mm. So like, I, I like what he said, I believe God is using this to bring his children back to himself yeah. and to let the world know that with all your scientific ah. advancements, brother, mm. Mm. just one thing will bring everything down. Everything down. Yeah. Bishop, I want to ask this question then, Pastor. Um, the church. Now, I'm not even... Let's forget about the world and the returning the soccer and everything. Let's talk about the church itself. Mm-hmm. The body of Christ. Right. How we have turned, you know, worship to be something else. How we wake up 
typical Sunday, mm-hmm. knowing that it's the Lord's day. But we wake up and sometimes we even think, oh, today my son has a soccer game. I have to take my son to the soccer. My, I have to take my, my husband to play golf. Oh, I have to do laundry on Sunday morning and cook on top of it <laughs> and get to church at 11.30 when you know the church closed at 12. So you come to church on your own terms. It's like we are doing God a favor. God is just one item. Yes. You know, we don't put God as the first priority. You know, that as Christians, we have set Sunday aside that the day we're going to worship God. But that is the day the so-called Christians are also doing laundry, cooking uh, lunch and dinner for their husbands and their family, and they put God last. I come to God anytime I want to come to God. That is the first one. Second one, those who also think, oh, we do too much church, everyday church, everyday church. You are complaining. Now we are home. So everyday home, everyday home. Yes. Now we are com- now there's no church. Yes. Now you are sitting home. Yeah. Are you going to say now every day home, every day home? So as the body of Christ itself, what can, what can we learn from this? Yeah. Yeah. So seriousness. I think okay. the second church that uh, God gave to John, mm-hmm. he says you are rich. Okay. You have high tech. Mm. <laughs> you you have nice buildings. You have the art of state design in your church. Mm. And he said, but you are poor. Because what is happening now is that we have become sophisticated in our worship. And I think that people are not establishing a solid foundation with God. Wow. Solid foundation with God. Where a person is really serious, Bishop, on a personal level. The other day I was telling our church in all nations, I said that the reason why I will not uh, have a fear is not because I'm afraid of my wife. Mm. Yeah. But it's me and him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that our relationship, vertical relationship with God affects our, our relationship horizontally. Yeah. So the question becomes that people's love for God maybe have gone cold. Yeah. Mm. And, and there's something that says it's in Matthew 24. It said, because iniquity shall abound, the love of men shall grow cold. But it said, they that shall endure to the end, they said, they that shall endure to the end shall be saved. To truth be told, mm. the fear of God is gone out of the I'm church. telling you, brother. And that is why pastors and church leaders and musicians, somebody fornicates Saturday night and comes to church on oh, Sunday yes. to come and worship, eat the communion, do everything, as if everything is normal. The word you just said right now, if I fear God, mm. we are more worried about being caught yeah. by man yes. than God seeing mm. us. Yes. Yes. I would rather be afraid of being caught by God. Mm. And who is man? Yes. Uh-huh. Who is man? Are you hearing me? But we are rather afraid of what people will say about us. So we will do everything to conceal mm. it and hide it from man. But we have forgotten that God who sees everything is already seen that. Because I'm not just accountable to man. I'm yes, that's accountable to God. And that's, that's what happened to Joseph. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there was a very good calculation, calculated temptation, 
Very nice one. Very nice one. That he could he, he could yell. I'm thinking nobody will ever catch you, mm. Bishop. Because there was nobody in the house. Mm. However, he didn't say I will sin against my daddy or my mother or my pastor. He says, How can I do this thing and sin against God? Sin against God. Mm. Yeah. How? So his fear was more of God. Of than God. Than and can you imagine there would have been a little secret in the house? And yeah. can you imagine uh, and this woman would have given privileges to mm. Joseph? Small, small ones. And, and small, small ones. <laughs> but then he saw something bigger. Yes. And that is another thing too that, you know, about the Joseph story. He wasn't that selfish. Ah. Mm. He could have settled for the little. My goodness. When he actually his life and destiny is global. Mm. Global impact. Mm. Yeah. That's why a lot of people, those of us that Satan comes after us to make us want to cheat. Mm. And we think we are hurting God. We are actually hurting you know, ourselves. Mm, the future. Yes. The future. You know? yes. So the fear of God, and I think that God is using this moment okay. to reawaken. I'm now seeing the church pray as we are praying to them. Mm. You know, and something even occurred to me, you know, uh, even in China. Do you know that the underground church in China, you know, made a sense a global prayer alert <laughs> for China to be prayed for during the time that it was there. You wow. go to South Korea. Mm. South Korea also used prayer to attack things. Mm. You know, one of the reasons why some of the places that didn't have lingered, and I'm telling you, even here in America, this thing would have been worse than it is happening now. Yes. Had it not been that the church is praying. Mm. Okay. Now, there are other places where they have abandoned. You know, I saw the other time Franklin Graham, the son of Billy Graham, had put in there that the evangelicals in Italy were calling for prayer. Because mm. that country is dominantly Catholic. But they are calling for prayer that the church should pray. And I'm telling you that it will only take prayer for this pandemic to cease and to stop. And every time people begin to pray, revival is stirred up. The souls and the spirit of people are reawakening. Our conscience is renewed. The conscience that, was, that has been seared because of too much sin. Mm. You know, we are we are now to sin. Yes, we, we are okay yes, with sin. Yes. But we see things going bad and, and people are doing things in the church, outside the church, and we didn't care. Mm. You know, there's this inertia, but that is broken mm. by virtue of these, you know, these there's a global awakening and there's a cry of prayer. People are praying because you know if you don't pray, then it's coming after you. It's coming. You better <laughs> pray. <laughs> and with this, I have a question here. Evangelist BB said, how can we rekindle our love for mm. God? How can we wow. rekindle our love for God? Two. Number one. Two. Number one. Let's confess mm. our sins. Because you know, sometimes when we get to a point, we think that we are okay. Yeah. We are never okay. The Bible said that our righteousness is like a filter rag mm. before God. Yeah. And we get to a point where we are we are we become arrogant and cocky mm. in our redemption and our mm. salvation. So when I see somebody doing something, so through something, I say that could be me. Mm. By just the grace of God. Yeah. I one day I was driving with somebody and the person said, Cinema, get up out of in front of me. 
and something just came out. I said, wow, come on. You, you call somebody cinema. What about you? Hmm. Is it not Jesus that I've said? So the first thing is this. We must consistently keep going back to God hmm. and asking God to continue to pledge us. Number two, get back to the place of prayer ah. and daily devotion with God. Daily, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know one of the things is truly, 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 most of us as Christians who want a life to pray. Mm. But the challenges of life, yeah. the vicissitudes of life, that's a big English, <laughs> the difficulties <laughs> of life, <laughs> the schedules of life. Yeah. And man of God, look at the schedules. Mm. Some people, the time you have to wake up, mm-hmm. you have to run a 12 hour shift. Mm. You have to work certain ungodly hours mm-hmm. and you come back, your body is practically tired. Mm. That if even you want to pray, you and I know that that prayer will make no sense. Not even to yourself and let alone God. But now that everything is shut <laughs> and you have so much hours mm. that you can now go before God to the book and yeah. pray and read your Bible. That's what is going to rekindle our fire and our passion for God. Because most of us were running on fumes until this shut down. Yeah. So it was time for reloading. Yeah. I want to add. Yeah, please. Quickly. Revelation mm-hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. Verse 4. Mm. Nevertheless, mm. I have somewhat to say at this day. Wow. wow. You have left your first love. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> and then he says, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. Yeah. Ah. And repent. And repent. And do the first works. Mm. Or else I'll come quickly and remove the candlestick from his place. Wow. Ah. I thank God he says, Remember the first works. The first works. Because the tendency to think we can be on our own without God. Mm. Yeah. Isaiah said, I will keep him in perfect peace, peace. whose mind stays on thee. So I just want to encourage, encourage somebody. Mm. Just how do I rekindle my love for God? Mm. Remember what you used to do. Just few, even if it's wow. five minutes five a day, minutes. even if it's six minutes, mm. you just meditation, med- just wow. think about God, read a scripture, mm. sing a song, worship. And, and give to God's house. Those little, little things will stir you up. It begins to stir your heart. And you begin to see how your heart is moving closer and closer and closer to God. So oh it's not a God. volume, it's the quality. The quality. It's not the volume, it's, <laughs> it's the quality. quality. I keep telling people that sometimes the less space reality, the practicality of the season and the time we live in, uh, maybe time will not permit you to be able to pray for two hours or even an hour, but if even 15 minutes qualitative moment before God. And by the way, I know sometimes you think I have to go to a closet or a secluded place, even in that car. The commute you make from your house to the workplace can become your altar yeah. when you are talking to God. Mm. And Bishop, I'm a firm, uh, I can testify to that. Mm. Yeah. Since I started my PhD, mm. okay. like today and next week, I have to finish a 20 paper. Wow. Two of them. Wow. Two of them. 
Wow. And have to read about 200 articles. Wow. So that's not fun. That's not fun. At all. That's not fun. <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I have to do all this research. I'm, I'm tired. And mm. I have told the Lord in the beginning of my PhD that mm. at least if I can get 10 minutes, mm. you and I. Wow. In meditation, wow. in prayer, and mm. singing and worship, yeah, I can maintain my love for God. Wow! So if you are busy, I can understand that. Yeah, God is not asking for the volume, like Bishop said. Yeah, but quality time. Quality time, and 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 it's you know it's very very important. A man of God, as you guys were 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 talking, I I can you know it took me back to when you first believe. It really took <laughs> me back now when you first hey. believe. I'm, I'm like, can I go back can there? I go can, back. can I just go back there? And for me, you know, I, I've been thinking all oh, this, this, what, wow, that are we doing what we need to do? You know, it's, it's a wake up call for all of us. You know, it's a wake up call for all of us. Now you don't have to wake up running, you know, with your shoe thinking and the children and everything. Just use this time season and what 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 i I keep on saying don't come out of this season because we will come in very soon don't come out of this season empty-handed come out of this season better Mm. come out of this season renewed come out of this season powerful come out of this season knowing the heart of god Mm. come out of this season knowing that your stand with god is secure because i'm telling you i I want to go to heaven (laughs) I don't want to, because I look at all that is happening, I'm like, if, I, if we miss the rapture, mm. some of us will not survive one day before we say, give me the Survivor. mark. <laughs> Just give me the mark, because I cannot, you know, endure one day. So I really want to make sure I make the first call. You know, pop down, then I'm there. It is powerful, and, and have we ever experienced before this magnitude in this life before I, have we, me no. I, I have not seen anything else to know what that rain is going to fall mm. theologians believe that it, it had never rained before yeah. but uh, the bible says it and, and the, the flat gates of heaven was opened mm. that means that it had never opened before wow so things we have never experienced before get ready I'm telling you it's and you are standing with God because yeah. I always preach people went back to Noah Noah opened the ark you know what happened? The Bible says, and when Noah entered the ark, God Himself locked the door, put the key in His own pocket. Wow. How can Noah open the door when the key is in the hands of God? Exactly. What do you do? What do, you do? I want to open. So I want to open to you. I don't have the key. Wow! This thing, I mean, this thing is dangerous. This thing is dangerous. But I, I, I pray that may God help us at this time, as He said in Isaiah, I will help you. May God help us at this time to learn something out of this. Please, God does not use wickedness to judge the world. Mm. God is not using this thing to judge you. He's not using this thing to judge the world. Mm He is just taking a piece of it to wake you up. Mm. That's good. Okay, just to wake you up. For me, I am really why I I wake. I hope you are. I hope you are. So, Pastor, before we end the show, which our time is up, 
how can people handle the negativity thought that comes in? Mm. Because with all that is happening, there's negative thoughts here and there. Right. You know, you are there and it just came in mind. Do you have this thing? You know, <laughs> then all of a sudden you want to run and go and wash your hand. No, no. Why are you sneezing? Because for me, the, the air is not good for me right yes. now. So I've been sneezing yes. and I've been, my throat is itching and everything. It's, it, it will come in mind. Why? Do you need the 